0: (laughs) one day Uh uh-huh we will do an episode on how smart babies are okay today's not that day all right okay today will be uh look at that baby trying to figure out life episode Uh, all right all right no i'm not talking about our past episode on object permanence. Which proved that babies
1: are stupid. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Today we're discussing scale errors.
1: Scale errors? You mean like when I put... when I weigh myself
0: and I disagree with the results, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing air, nothing error. honey. It's a faulty scale. We need to get another scale. Another is scale a... error. Another.
1: It's <laughs> the one in a row.
0: This month, man, we gotta get one that's right. <laughs> I'm 120. All right. <sighs> Welcome to Psych like Paper. It's a podcast of bad content where we discuss controversial and interesting psychology studies and concepts. My name is Chris Cole, I'm a PhD in psychology, and this is my co-host, Joseph Deharan. And I'm his friend. Today, we're discussing scale errors. Have you ever heard of scale errors? No, I don't know. Okay. I, gi- I genuinely don't know what that is. Okay, yeah. cool. Scale errors refer to a hilarious phenomenon in developmental psychology, where young children make errors in judging the relationship between the size of an object and the size of themselves. Okay. So, what this looks like... This world and this entire episode is based
1: on this concept? Yes. (laughs) You're able to get an entire episode out just this?
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh, you'll see. You'll see why. Okay. So, what this looks like is a child seriously trying to sit on a dollhouse chair. All right. That can fit in your hand. A child trying to get inside of a Hot Wheels car. Okay. And trying to put doll shoes on their own feet. All right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Scale errors can be observed in children between the ages of one and a half to five years old, but the peak of their scale errors occur around two years old. Okay. Okay. Now now I'm going to show you a little video. So this child is looking at this little toy car that could fit in the size of her Uh hands, the palm of her hand. And she's trying to put her foot... Inside of it,
1: what is she doing? <laughs> Home girl, what are you
0: doing? She's trying to get into the car. <laughs> it's, yep. And here done. we have a child trying to go down a tiny slide, <laughs> three, three inches tall. These kids are dumb.
1: What are these kids and doing? here,
0: this baby's trying to sit down on a Ooh. dollhouse chair.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: this baby <laughs> trying to get in the car? Trying to go head first.
1: <laughs> what are you doing what
0: are you doing you can't do that it's way too small now she's trying to go down the slide
1: Uh... (laughs) any any thoughts on that Joseph uh kids are dumb yeah I'm surprised by that I've never I don't know if I've seen that yeah when my nieces and nephews when they were kids yeah children in general
0: yeah I didn't realize this was a thing yeah neither did I yeah until I saw this video and I was like holy shit!" So, how did researchers discover scale errors?
1: <laughs> yeah, because this is a.
0: Th- yeah. <laughs> this is not something you just test for. <laughs> no. no, no, no. So, this study was conducted by Judy Deloche, Utal, and Rosengren in 2004. And they discussed the phenomenon as a dramatic failure by very young children to use visual information about size when interacting with familiar objects. Okay. The original impetus for this study came from the researchers observing young children out in the wild, attempting to perform actions on objects that were impossible due to the difference in size between the child and the object. Okay. So these scale errors indicate a breakdown of the usual connection between visual information and self-perception. And I've realized a lot of developmental psych studies are just a result of people watching babies in the wild and being like, huh, like that's weird. <laughs> I'm gonna go spend like half a million dollars researching that <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't yeah. you know yeah joseph have you ever have you ever seen any babies or children do like weird stuff like that
1: um no i mean like as i can remember like watching i don't remember i've used this story before on the podcast but i've watched the jungle book mm-hmm. and there's like a scene where i think the bear is like eating ants and then I remember mm. very clearly, like I saw that movie, and immediately outside I was looking for an ants to eat. Oh, oh. <laughs> dumb shit like that! You're like
0: I want to be the bear. Yeah, bears you dance, stuff you dance. I, I see a connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like,
1: oh, that's interesting. I don't know. That's a thing yeah. that I can do. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Early role models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, see how, how impressionable like kids are, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I have a story of this wasn't like a kid doing something weird, but it was the parent. So I used to manage a developmental psych lab. Right, yeah. I've brought it up before. Which, which was... is canon, which
1: is Canon's yep. podcast. It
0: was a language lab where we studied different strategies on how babies learn language. Okay. So families brought us their children where we ran them through behavioral and language related tasks. And when families came in, we always asked them what percentage of the kid's time do they hear certain languages? Uh, because this was important for language development so for most people it was 100% English my uh-huh. kid hears English 100% of the time but for many like first generation immigrants it would often be like 50% Spanish 50% English right yeah With Spanish being spoken at home English at school as an aside this type of like bilingual schedule is actually better for children uh, to grow up around multiple languages um, it often comes across as like, the the kids will often like struggle in school at first, because the kids just aren't getting the same level of exposure to a single language, uh, which can be like discouraging for parents. Sure. Yeah. uh, And not wanting to do that for their kids. But these bilingual kids always end up like catching up uh, with the monolingual kids and end up being like in a more advantageous position. Yeah, because they can speak multiple languages. So we ask what percentage of languages that the kids hear in the lab so one day in the lab this kid named Tanner comes in. Okay. Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tanner came in with his Tanner. Tanner and his grandmother come in and his grandmother is filling out the intake form. It's like uh-huh. a survey that we give them. And for the language percents, she puts 98% English, 2% Spanish. <laughs> I was like, "Huh." <laughs> that's weird
1: everyone does two percent Spanish. yeah you know like, uno don't stress yeah. that's spanish yeah. homie. you play the card game yeah <laughs> that's already three percent right there
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was like okay like that's weird uh and, and tanner was like a, a menace he was like to society a whirlwind of energy we have this little lobby area where we like welcome the families uh-huh. and there's like toys for the kids to like get comfortable there uh-huh. they're often, usually really shy he starts like throwing all of the toys immediately. He's literally running down like the shelf and he has his like hand like just extended, just swiping off all of the toys <laughs> off the shelf. I was like, oh my God, like, how are we going to deal with this kid? Like t- Tanner's, a- Tanner's a mess. And then his grandma, <laughs> while he's like mid tantrum, his grandma yells out, Tanner, you better be a good child and pick up all these toys, all right, or I'll whoop you comprende oh my god I was like oh my
1: god
0: there's the 2% though. Spanish there it is that's yeah. what she's talking about <laughs> I was like good thing she told me that I didn't want to like I-, I need to make sure the law comes bilingual comprende you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: I was like oh man yeah.
0: she, she was like this is good for him this is good for him that I'm that I'm that I'm using Spanish <laughs> words around him these researchers would be proud <laughs> friend, I, I should I should let them know. <laughs> Is it two percent her learning Spanish and her speaking it too? I don't know. Jeez. So how did these researchers study scale errors? Okay, So they started by bringing in eighteen to thirty month olds or for regular people one and a half to uh, two and a half year old children. They brought these kids into a lab and they gave them experience with large regular sized toys first, like an indoor slide that they could walk up and down and uh-huh. go down the slide. A child sized chair that they could sit in, and one of those red and yellow toy cars that they can sit inside and like propel with their feet. Or right, so we're seeing a kid, regular sized kid, go down a regular sized kid slide. Yep. Then the, uh... one of those classic, the, those red and yellow plastic cars that they can open the door, climb inside, Man, I envy, and they can roll around with their feet. I
1: envy this joy you feel at this age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So she's kind of. Uh, she's driving the car yeah, with her feet, and she's walking got out of the car. Now she's sitting in a like small chair. kid's chair, kid's chair, yeah. And now she's like playing on the xylophone, causing all the. she's <laughs> leaning back. Yep. Lean.
0: Oh, okay. She learned how to lean back. Okay, lean back. Lean okay. back. Okay. So that's so now they have experience with like the large regular. Sure. Tablets. Yeah. Then, the child is brought into another room temporarily while the experimenter replaced the large toys with miniature replicas. This is hilarious. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this. This
1: is like a, like a prank one It is. It's like yeah. a prank show. Yeah. yeah.
0: So now they have a tiny slide, a toy car, and a dollhouse chair, uh-huh. all small enough to fit in your hand. Then the child is brought back into the room to play. So what happened when they brought the child back into the room? Will the child try to get into the car? Yes. The child tries to jam their foot into the poor toy car's door. Okay. Will the child try to slide down the miniature slide? Yes. Will the child try to sit on the dollhouse chair? Yes. So in order to be considered a scale error in the study, the child had to be making a serious, not playful attempt to play with the miniature object or try to get into the car. Signs of serious intent included persistence when trying to carry out the impossible actions, which occurred especially when the the children were trying to squeeze their foot through the mini car door. Mm -hmm. And cases in which children fell off the object while trying to perform an action on it. So like sitting on the tiny chair or going down the tiny slide. Mm. Now, people in the YouTube comments of the video that we watched, oh boy, rightfully pointed out that the adult in the video is prompting the child to try to get the to try to get in miniature car.
1: <laughs> YouTube comments, only well,
0: trying to get them. Yeah, got him. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can't get past me. Yeah, YouTube
0: comments I'm protecting that baby. <laughs> don't take me later. So in the video, you can hear the adult saying, "Why don't you try to get inside the car?" So this could obviously bias the results sure yeah uh after all if an adult tells a child to do something even if it's impossible go try it the child will most likely just try it anyways fortunately this video that we're watching was merely a reenactment of the study damn not footage of the study itself Uh uh-huh in the real study scale errors occurred both when children were prompted and not prompted got it yep you hear that youtube commenters
1: wrong again wrong again except except if you give a positive comment on uh bad content yeah especially when you critique chris's research this. i love it nothing nothing brings us more joy than that so joseph why do you think children make scale errors i think children it, it probably like goes back to the like the permanent stuff or just the um there's one we There was one a concept we went over regarding scale of things. Mm. I forget what it's Maybe called. Conservation? Conservation, yeah. yeah. That? <laughs> <laughs> Joseph's throwing <laughs> out terms he learned in class. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Professor Cole? What do you doctor? You? I'm like permanence? <laughs> nope. <Get your> <laughs> yeah, you're, no? Do you mind? Yeah, you're trying to get like... Trying to gauge a teacher's <laughs> reaction. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I getting warmer? Am I getting warmer?
0: So the researchers proposed that scale errors involve a dissociation, children's use of visual information for planning versus controlling their actions, as well as a failure of inhibitory control. Okay. So what the fuck is that?
1: Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Can you uh, say that again in yeah, English, sure. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, please? So what that means is that whenever a child encounters a replica of like a highly familiar object, like a chair, Okay. The visual information from the replica, like the shape, the texture, the color of it, and so on, activates the child's representation of the category okay. of chair. Okay. So a child sees a flat surface with a back, it has four legs on, on it, yeah. and they think, oh, chair, that's a chair. And that activates the chair category in their head, Okay. whether it's big or small. Included with that activated category in their mind is the associated action script for that category? So, with each category of objects in their head, is an associated behavior. So, if the chair category gets activated, so does your sitting down in chairs okay. action script get activated? So, as as a tangent, there <laughs> there is a viral video that's an example of this. Uh huh. Um, it's have you seen the one? It's that it's that little girl, and she's like pointing. She's like saying, like, can I pet that dog? Uh, and she's pointing to a grizzly bear. Can pet
1: that dog? No, no. Can I pet that dog? No. He's can sleeping. I pet that dog? No, Can I pet that dog? To be fair, to be fair, it is like a, like a cub. It's like a smaller... Yeah. Cup, or, yeah,
0: yeah. So that's what we're seeing when they make kind of scale errors yeah. in a way. So... The child saw a furry animal, yeah, walking on all fours. Uh-huh. It was sniffing around, and she thought, "Oh dog, that's dog, yeah, and that activated. the dog category in her head. And what yeah. do you do with dogs? pet them. You pet them. yeah. So just like the child seeing a miniature chair, which activated her concept of chairs, so in what do you do with chairs? You sit on them. Mm-hmm. Only later on in life do you learn to take in more information and distinguish between these types of categories, okay. So you learn stake in size as an important factor in determining which action scripts to go down. Do you have any? Do you have any thoughts, Joseph? Um, kids are dumb. Part two. Stay tuned for and, kids are motherfucking sm- yeah. real stupid. Part three. <laughs> it's the end of the trilogy. No,
1: no. Next, next time we'll get we'll get we'll we'll give kids their comeuppance. You know, we'll let them. Yeah. We'll we'll get we'll we'll validate. We'll, you know, there's some
0: smart kids out there. We we will do an episode of one day on how smart babies are because there is a super cool thing that babies can do which is babies are better at distinguishing between two monkey faces than adults are. Okay, okay. So if I showed you a picture of two different monkeys, Uh just their faces, and I said, is this the same monkey or are they two different monkeys? Adults aren't that good at that interest babies are actually better at stay that tuned. than adults stay tuned, stay tuned. <laughs> babies are smart part 1 yeah the 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 dumb baby stuff is just very low hanging fruit and it's and it's funny and i like it okay
1: get no you you don't that dog.
0: no get away honey
1: <laughs> no you cannot bat that yeah. dog.
0: oh if you're still listening Thank you so much. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it.